Hello, New York sports fans. We are back with another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I am Zach, along my co-host Nick. Nick, what's going on, man? Zach, I'm doing pretty good. It depends what sport we talk about here. We got two playoff football teams right now. We got three playoff hockey teams right now. And, you know, we don't talk about basketball. Yes, that will... The Knicks have been struggling a little bit. I tell you, this Oklahoma City team, they're much improved this year. Uh, that 145-135 loss Sunday to Oklahoma City. Cam Reddish was pretty good, scored 26 in that game. But, yeah, I mean, the Knicks have struggled a little bit. But let's talk let's, – first of all, let's talk about the 7-2 and two New York football Giants, Nick. Let's and, get there first. And let's – first of all, let's talk about – uh, how how they got the job done. I mean, just kind of like pretty much every Giants win this season, it wasn't pretty. I think we can agree with that, right? The uh, offense struggled like at times. Pretty, I think this was one of their more prettier wins of the year. I mean, they definitely stuck to their strengths offensively. Saquon getting a career-high 35 carries. So pretty much the offensive scheme was feed the beast, feed Saquon. Uh giving him 35 carries on the day, 152, one touchdown. Uh, Darius Slayton had that 50-something 50, 50 yard, what was it? 54-yard 54, 54 touchdown. Uh, I, mean, I don't even know who caught the first touchdown pass. Yeah, Lawrence Cager. Like, who are these receivers? Kenny Galladay had that drop and got <laughs> – and the crowd let him know. The crowd let him know that he, he needs to start playing better. Uh, but – Overall, a good team win for the Giants. They moved to seven and two. Only one game behind Philly after their loss to the Commanders on Monday night. Uh, I mean, the Giants are in a good position right now. They have Detroit next week at home. Another good opportunity for a win to move to eight and two. And things are looking pretty good right now. Uh, other than going to Cabo and riding an ATV, the <laughs> the Giants have had some uh, some some. Fortunate things happened for them in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. No, I think I'll say this. I think this was the Giants' most executed game so far this year. It wasn't a game where we had to really worry about a comeback in the fourth quarter. Is this how many games have we had the Giants won that they weren't losing in the fourth quarter at one point this year? Was this their first win of the season where they weren't losing in the fourth quarter? Like, it might have been. Maybe, maybe Carolina. Carolina, I think they were winning in the fourth quarter. They were maybe tied with Carolina in the fourth. But this might be the first game the Giants left from start to finish. Oh, no, the Bears. The Bear game, too. Yeah, so not many. But there's been a couple. Um, no, I think the Giants just played their game. And, yeah, well, let's be realistic here. They're a better team than the Texans. I thought they were a better team than the Texans even before the Giants started to outplay their expectations. So the Giants just played their game, which you said, run the ball, throw it a few times, be efficient in the throwing game with, you know, Jones only had to throw the ball uh, 17 times and he didn't throw for two touchdowns. Feed the beast, like you said, for 152 yards. Yeah, no, this is, this is how the Giants are. This is how they're going to win games. And, I think you saw that strategy go out with a with more talent on the field on uh, Sunday. But let me ask a question, uh, Zach. 
is you brought up a couple of different people. Um, who do you think is on uh, Brian Dable's shit list more uh, this week? Kenny Galloway or um, that offensive lineman, Jack Anderson? Oh, Jack Anderson. Jack Anderson got absolutely lit up. Fourth and one, the Giants go for him. Giants are about well about to go four on fourth down. He has that false start and he got absolutely Evil. lit up on the sideline. <laughs> it was a pretty bad penalty. And at that time, I think it was a seven three ball game. So it was it was a contested game. It was a tight game at that point. Uh that was yeah, I mean, that was just a bad penalty. I mean, Galladay is useless. Did Galladay did he he didn't have a catch, right? I don't think he had a catch. He had one catch, I thought. Did he have a catch? Or did he drop both balls? Did he maybe drop nope. both balls? He dropped both. He dropped both. Oh, God's sakes. Yeah. Can um, you know, let's see how many how many catches does he have? He has two receptions for 22 yards this season. Okay, let's be realistic here, though. Yeah, I think you notice this with a lot of the players that the Giants are using. These big acquisitions that uh, David Gallman brought in, besides Saquon and Jones, He's not going to use any of them. He's just starting to finally use Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, I thought, was going to get released at one point. He's, he's only using line. Darius Slayton because of injuries. Well, because yeah. injuries and what happened, whatever was going on with Kadarius Tony. I mean, well, God Kadarius knows Tony really what happened with that. Kadarius Tony also wasn't being used when he was healthy. What do you have? I don't like know. Supposedly healthy. I mean, then they did a couple runs with him. It was just. I, that whole situation was bizarre to me. And then he goes yeah. to Kansas City, has his first career touchdown this past weekend. Uh, we'll see what he's done. Anything spectacular in Kansas City, yeah. No, he hasn't. I mean, that was bizarre. So going into the season, right, you think Galladay, top receiver, Galladay and Tony, two top receivers for the Giants, right? Uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> and now so Darius Slade's Darius Slade's good. Yeah. Look, uh, this this Giants team what the, is what this Giants team is, and they just this Giants team strengths is somehow winning games and finding ways to win games. Decent offensive line play. I think the offensive line has played good. I mean, I wouldn't say great, but they've played fine. They're not, they're not losing this How team great games. Andrew Thomas been this year? Andrew Thomas has been a beast. He's been an absolute beast. He's been like... I, he, we, everyone who listens to this podcast knows I've been pretty critical of Andrew Thomas. Uh, he was number four overall draft pick, and when you're drafted that high, there are high expectations of you, and he wasn't meeting those uh, in the beginning, but he's really turned it around. He's playing excellent football. He's a potential pro bowler this year, in my opinion. I mean, he's playing. He was the highest graded lineman one week this year so far. Yeah, he's got a good chance of making the pro bowl this year. So, hats off. He's playing great football right now. It, it It's interesting. And, you know, what we see from the Giants week in and week out, I don't think it's going to change. The only thing that may be interesting, and I doubt it's going to happen. Now, I want your take on this, too. Odell Beckham Jr. put out his uh, teams that he's considering signing with. The Giants are on that list. Now, I don't think he's going to come to the Giants. But 
How much more interesting does he make the Giants if he uh, if he goes there? It's just I wonder how much he changes the offense, right? I mean, I think the Giants are still a run. Receiver. The Giants are still a run first team. They're still gonna live or die on Saquon. Uh, I mean, he definitely helps this team. You know, he's gonna elevate the level of play. He give, he gives just, Jones another weapon. He gives he gives Jones a weapon. Honestly, I'm not too sold on Darius Slayton as a receiver. Wandell Robinson, his rookie year, we'll give him a shot. He showed flashes. He has a couple of good receptions this year. But Odell is. We all know what Odell is capable of. So. It would be nice. I don't. I don't think they're. A, I'll I don't say think this. they're that much better by getting Odell. To be honest with you, I say. I, and I don't think he's going to sign anyway. I don't think he's coming to New York. I don't think he's coming to the Giants, but I don't think the Giants take a really deep look at him. I don't. I, he's a short-term answer. Let's start there. I don't think once he gets signed for maybe this year, or next year, if he comes here. If you that, wonder how healthy he is, right? He tore his ACL in February. That's the other concern. Now, I'll also look at it this way. I'll take it more into a shot. Now, whatever the Giants do this year, I think, is just going to be what the Giants do this year. Whether that's get eliminated in the playoffs, not make the playoffs, whatever. Um, no matter what happens this year, Brian Dable and Joe Shane are going to build this team the way they want to build it. And whatever they get out of this team this season is just what they're going to get. That's all it really is. They're not going to build with what they have. They have some things here that they'll continue to use, but they're going to reshape this team at the end of the year. Let's be realistic here. And I don't think adding Odell to this roster is what is in their plans no. and what in their long-term plans. They're not trying to win this season. And I mean, it's nice that they're getting wins. Like, it's build morale around the team, but – it builds confidence in Dable. I mean, Dable's coach of the year right now in the NFL. I think we could both agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this team, Gettleman really screwed this team, right? It's pretty tough what he did. He built a bad team that was in salary cap hell. It's usually one or the other, right? Like, if you're in salary cap hell, like, you're probably a, at least a decent team. Or if you're a bad team, you probably have some gap space. Now, <laughs> Gable managed to – not Gable. Uh, Gettleman managed to botch both aspects. He managed to mess up the cap and mess up the team. And Joe Shane, I have confidence that he can correct the mistakes that have been made in the past in the Giants front office, but they now, have now lots to do. Because you bring up an interesting point there. I think we've seen that Dable's a home run higher. Dable, I mean, he's going to win Coach of the Year. He's going to win I Coach. Just, if the Giants keep playing like they play, I mean, they're good, they're on a very good track to make the playoffs. I think we could both agree that the Giants have a very good chance of getting a wild card spot. Here, from where they are right now, what has Joe Shane really done this year to put the Giants where they are? <laughs> Nothing. He actually. And, <laughs> So, it's like, too much. do we actually really know if Joe Shane is a good GM at this point? We know Dable's a good coach, and Joe Shane did hire Dable. Maybe that's the only positive you can say is that Joe Shane knew who to hire and had a coach. But 
I haven't seen a roster build yet with Joe Shane or a roster move yet that makes me think Joe Shane can do it. I don't. I mean, the big deal is too, and he's going to have big decisions right off the bat this upcoming offseason. Well, yeah, I mean, we both obviously, probably everyone listening to this podcast knows that uh, contract talks with Saquon have been put off to the end of the season. Uh, I mean, if they can't get a deal done with Saquon, do you tag him? If you tag oh, him, yeah, you can't ta- then you can't tag Daniel tag Jones. Him. Then what are you going to do with Daniel I Jones? I think you tag. Then you let then you then you let Daniel Jones go. Then what do you do with quarterback? Do you no, not gonna tag Jones? Jones, you don't. I think you have a better. Well, then Jones well. goes to free agency. What if you? It just. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough. Do we okay, want to keep Daniel Jones? Has Daniel Jones done enough? Like we have to wonder that too. You know what it is? Daniel Jones is on the table for next year. But I thought he played a great game uh, this past Sunday he's, too. He's what I've okay. This is what I've seen from Jones. I've seen a quarterback that can manage a game. I don't think he wins. He's won a lot of the games this year, but I don't think he's lost the games either. I think if. He's showing that if you can put a good roster around him, he can do what he needs to do to help the team win. I don't. I'm not sitting here thinking that we have the next Patrick Mahomes or the Josh Allen no. at center. 100%. I don't. I just. I think you got to really play out all your options. Because let's see, Lamar's going to be a free agent this offseason. Can you get Lamar in the building? He's going to be probably yeah, a free agent. Well. I just don't see him leaving Baltimore, to be honest with you. I mean, if the Giants give him the guaranteed contract he wants, though, I mean, what was preventing that deal from happening, which is the – I mean, the Deshaun Watson contract really messed up the quarterback market, first of yeah. all. But then, realistically, we'll too, if you're Daniel Jones, you want to sign back with the Giants. I know there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks out here right now. But, like, okay, who needs a quarterback? Let's be real. So, Washington needs a quarterback. Indianapolis needs a quarterback. Who else needs quarterbacks, Zach? Give me some names here. All right, let's go through. Let's go through all the teams. Uh, two is looking good. Zach Wilson, I, they're sticking with him. Josh Allen. I can see he doesn't need a quarterback. You're sticking with Mac Jones, I guess. Uh Oh, I think you have more quarterback controversy with the Jets than you do with uh, the Patriots, but we'll cross that bridge in a few minutes. All right, Lamar, Burrow, Deshaun, Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill. Well, they have Malik Willis, so if they're going to make a move, they'll probably just go to Malik Willis. Indianapolis, we know. Houston. Houston. Is Davis Mills the answer? I don't think so. (laughs) Washington needs a quarterback. Um. Denver's looking like Atlanta they need a quarterback. To, Same with Vegas. Needs a Atlanta needs a quarterback. Saints are going to need a quarterback. Well, like, this is a good quarterback draft class. so. But my thing, too, is, we'll okay, let's say Daniel Jones walks a free agent and goes to one of these teams. Does he really make the team that much better? You think Daniel Jones can win in Atlanta? I don't know. He's better than Mariota. So. I take him over Mariota, and they're four and six. They can win games with Daniel Jones. Atlanta might go after him. 
Carolina. Carolina. He's from North. He's from like the Charlotte area, right? He grew up around the Charlotte area. I want to go to his hometown team. I don't. I think. I think. I think. Not, it's I think, a, I think he's smart. He wants to come back to the Giants. And you want to keep him and Saquon. You definitely want to keep. Well, him. you're going to keep. You're going to keep Saquon. I think you franchise tag Saquon at the end of this year because you know what, too. I don't want to invest long term into Saquon. Well, he's a running back with an injury history, so I get that. How many, how many teams? How's really a long term running back contract look out? Tell me one that's been really successful from both a player and a team standpoint. Adrian Peterson had a good run in Minnesota. Uh, how did that really work out long term? Uh, I mean, look at the look. At, I mean, you can look at Zeke right now. Zeke's kind of on the downturn. Disaster. Who else? There's really no one else out there. Yeah. McCaffrey really hasn't done much. He's looking good over in San Francisco, but I agree. That's why I think. I tell you though, right now, the difference. Saquon. Do you think Saquon's an MVP? In the MVP conversation right now, he's not a quarterback. So no. Do you think he's the best non-quarterback? If no. if if you're giving MVP no. MVP no. non-quarterback, no. who do you go? No. Who do you go over Saquon then? Uh well, he's non-quarterback. Hurt. He's gonna be hurt now. Cooper Cup is probably in that conversation. Austin Eckler. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. The Rams are yes. three and six. But I'm talking about an actual impact overall player. I'm talk- I would probably say Tyreek Hill if you're going Tyreek not- Hill? Okay, yeah, no, I agree. The Dolphins are 7-3. I didn't think of him there. He's probably um, the one you'd go to over Saquon. Eckler's been a- had a really good year. They're 5-4. and four. The Giants are 7-2. and two. Again, 5-4. and four. Giants are 7-2 and two right now. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, right? You got to look for where the Giants were last year to where they are now, right? And a lot of that, I mean, it's coaching, mindset, culture, but a lot of that's just it's Saquon's having an incredible season. It just It's so good to see him play well. The offense is 100% around Saquon. I don't speak up. But um, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying, if you're definitely a top five running back, top ten overall offensive non quarterback player. I'm just saying, I think you can argue he's number one right now, or he's having the best season. No, I don't think he's number one right now. I don't even think he's the best running back in the league right now. Who would you rather have? Derrick Henry? This season. This season. I'm talking this season alone. McCaffrey and Derrick Henry are top two. You can't argue that. McCaffrey doesn't even get all the carries on his own team, though. He's got Elijah Mitchell. He splits carries. Right, well, He's not even 100% the lead back. You have argument that Austin, Austin Eckler, yeah, but again, they're 5-4 and four and the Giants are 7-2. and two. I don't know. It's the record. Hard to the argue. Record. The record doesn't. I can, okay, you can argue Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's an absolute tank. <laughs> I think we all know that. But the record is more than just the Giants are certainly Saquon's contributing to the seven and two record, but he's not the only reason they're seven and two right now. 
Agreed, but he's definitely a huge contributor to that 72 record. He's put the offense on his back. Him and uh well D- DJ's had some good games. DJ's made some great plays, but yeah. I tell you, Saquon, he's looking real good right now. But Happy to see him. Still, um, like I said, they should franchise tag him. Keep doing one year deals with him and you know Saquon could crash and burn at any second. Let's be realistic. You can say that about any player, but with Saquon's history is a lot tougher. So what? I think you franchise tag him. You go quarterback shopping. Daniel Jones is in that conversation as well. I think they can get Daniel Jones for a fairly cheap deal. Let's move on to the other uh, New York football team. Let's talk about the Jets. They're coming off the bye, going into New England. Uh, New England's three-point home favorites this weekend. I mean, the Jets coming off the win against the Bills before their bye. The Bills actually lost what was, we both agree, a great game this past Sunday uh, against the Vikings. A very good Vikings team, in my opinion. But the Bills coming off uh, a tough loss. They they moved to third in the division. That AFC East is looking really good right now. But well, the Jets have okay, a tough I'll game. I'll summarize how important this game is for the Jets, Zach. All right, in New England, too. So they're on the road. It's going to be a well, tough no, not one. Even that. Not even the fact that it's against the Patriots and uh, whatever. Um, if the Jets win this game, you know what happens? They move to 7-3. and three. They're 6-3 and three right now. They move to... Tied Dolphins. Third. Yeah. They move to tie the Dolphins in the division for the AFC East lead. Um, if they lose this game, you know what happens? They go to last. They go to last. I mean... This is the game of the season for the Jets. Their season is on the line in this game. Wow. You're going to go that? Their season is on the line in this game. And you know what they're going to do? And you know what it is? It actually is perfect because it's right exactly what um, was going to make this season, make or break this season at the end of the year. It's all going to come down to Zach Wilson. A hundred percent. I think even in the wins this season, Zach Wilson hasn't impressed you. No, 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 but not even that. They know that they've hit Zach Wilson in these wins. Has Zach Wilson done anything? Have you looked at any of these Jet wins this year and said, Zach Wilson's done anything to help them win? He played well in that Bills game. I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm remembering the last, uh, the last game against New England at MetLife, where he looked terrible, absolutely but terrible. He was throwing happens. off his back foot, throwing Hail Mary passes, throwing – he threw three picks, trying to do way too much, just way too much to get the Jets back in but that let's game. Break down, let's break down every game that the Jets have won with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Steeler game, what do they do? Defense and run the ball. The win against Miami. A fairly decent game by Zach. That was probably his best game. So, what really well, helped the Jets that touchdown. game was uh was two and not playing. Green Bay won, won the game. Won that game, Zach. <laughs> Brees Hall, 116 yards and, and a touchdown. Corey and, Davis, good beat. What won the game against Buffalo? Defensive running the ball. 
Now, you know what lost in the game against New England? Well, you can't blame that 100% on Zach Wilson. He tried to do too oh, much to the game. Three, was that three the first game without the Hall, game too? Or did Hall get hurt in the uh, – was that the Green Bay game? No, it was – yeah, it was that game. It was the first game without Brees Hall. But, no, no, no. Zach Wilson threw three interceptions in that game, Zach, and the Jets still only lost by five points. He tried to you do too much. He tried to do too much in that game. You know, what you know why? Because Bill Belichick designed the game plan to force Zach Wilson to do have to do too much. And you know what? They're going to do it again in New England this weekend. I think this is going to be a and great Zach game. Needs to, and Zach Wilson needs to be the man this weekend. And if Zach Wilson's not the man, they're not winning this game. Because Bill Belichick knows to shut down the run, how he's going to shut down the run. And they're going to force Zach Wilson to throw the ball. And Zach yeah. Wilson needs to perform. Damian Harris, Devontae Parker, questionable right now for New England this weekend. Corey Davis, questionable for the Jets. Uh, we'll see if they suit up uh, to go Sunday. Sunday at 1 p.m. Gonna That's going to be a heck of a game. That's going to be a great game to watch. That's... Be a defensive game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, pound the ball type of game. We'll see how this defensive... We'll see how this Jets defensive front holds up against this New England... Uh, running attack, but I'll make a bold statement, Zach. What's the bold statement? This Go, game Nick. is going to determine if the Jets make the playoffs or not. I, I mean, even if the Jets lose, I if think they, they still win, have a good chance. I mean, they win, I have like their chance of making the playoffs. They lose it, I don't. We'll see. There's such a tough division. Such, such a tough division. A lot of good teams in the AFC this year. So, Jeff fans, Jeff fans are going to tell you right now. You're going to learn if your quarterback's the guy this weekend or not. You're going to learn it. Nick, let's talk a little, let's talk a little bit of basketball right now. Uh, no. No, let's not. No? You don't want to talk about the Knicks? <laughs> the Knicks are pathetic. I think – let's go to just – I know we probably don't want to talk about it too much. Let's go to just the bigger story that's been going on the past few weeks. And let's just ask Zach, is Kyrie Irving ever going to play another game for the Brooklyn Nets? I think he'll – if you're asking me if he'll ever play another game, yes. It just – it's hard. It's hard to comment when. I mean, there's just so much unknown around this situation. Uh, it's such an odd – it's just the the ever everlasting saga, which is the Nets. Uh, it's just – it's. With the Nets and Kyrie, and he, he, Kyrie, just such a know-it-all. He thinks he knows everything, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a shame. He is such a great basketball player. I think pretty much everyone can agree with that. But what he's done is just idiotic. It is idiotic. You know what it is? He's dug himself into this hole where they're now going to have a seven-three game suspended, all because of his massive ego. All he had to do was own up to his mistake. But he never, but he refused to do that. It took him getting suspended to finally say the words, I'm sorry. And he had multiple chances to do that. 
And you know what? The Nets need to put their foot down with him. They've been well overdue to put their foot down with it. And, you know, a lot of people have been complaining about the demands that it takes for him to return to the uh, Nets. But you know what? It's time to put him in his place. And putting these out there, it's not going to make up for everything, but it certainly is going to make up for this situation. And maybe you probably won't, but if he does meet the next standards and what Joe Sy and wants Curry to return, to allow Kyrie to return, I'm sorry, it, it's going to get them back under Kyrie back under control. And that's what they need. He single-handedly destroyed the Nets. Durant, the only drama Durant's caused has been asking for a trade this offseason. Every other saga of the Nets is because of Kyrie. 100%. 100%. Yeah, he destroyed all chances of some sort of cohesion and continuity between this group. He's come drove James Harden out of Brooklyn. Uh, he... He made, he, he made Steve Nash's job a lot more difficult and I think helped contribute to him being done as a coach. I don't think he would have been a, I don't think he was a great coach anyway. I mean, we'll see what Jacques Vaughn does. I do like the hire of Jacques Vaughn, though. I think that that's, I know, I mean, when Woj reported and Doka was going to be from, from Boston, the coach, I just think. The Nets did a good thing by avoiding another another saga, PR another PR nightmare. Well, so, well, I'll this way, from a basketball operations standpoint, Idoka was the best hire. But from a PR and moral standpoint, what they've done is the right thing. They kind of had to do what they did. They it, okay? Like I'll be a little controversial here. If this whole Kyrie thing doesn't happen. And this doesn't go off the rails with Kyrie. You think Udoka is the coach right now? Probably. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you on that either. Um, but okay, this is how pathetic the Nets are right now, Zach. They played a night on TNT against the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento is a one point, one and a half point favorite right now. That's I pretty. Mean, pathetic. I mean, they should be. I mean, I'd say that I watched the Nets Knicks game the other night. The Nets, the Nets can play ball. I mean, they looked pretty good. The they Nets, looked a lot better than the, the Knicks did that night. They held the Nets. They played. The they held the Knicks to eighty-five points. Especially when KD is on. I mean, I tell you, I would not sleep on this Nets team yet. But, but you know what though? They're not going to go anywhere if it's just a ran out there. What's Ben Simmons done? Is Kyrie going to come back on the court this year for this team? They've, they probably were just around alone. They're probably around the same thing they were last year. A playoff team, probably a first-round elimination. I mean, Claxton's averaging 11.9 points and no one else. I mean, yeah, if you look at the raw, they got Seth Curry – Thomas Harris. I mean, yeah, this roster other than Duran and Kyrie is this roster hasn't played. Doesn't have any stars for sure. It has three superstars, but one of those superstars creates too much drama to probably be on the court. The other is so drama head filled that he hasn't played anywhere near his potential, and the other one's just 
been good and play basketball. We can't do it alone. And the Nets are the Nets are going to be one of the biggest what ifs in sports history. Back. Think about all the talent. There should be like a thirty for thirty on the Nets. I tell you, there will probably be the the greatest, the most talented rosters that never was, never truly, <laughs> that never was. Yes, unbelievable. Harden, Harden. How many games did Harden, Duran, and Kyrie play together? It was like thirty. It was like an insanely was low. Was it even thirty? I don't even think it was thirty. How many games did Simmons, Kyrie, and Duran play together? Five, five, six. How many games does Kyrie and Durant play together? I don't even think that number's at seventy-five. It yeah, it's it's got to be one of. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was I one of the greatest rosters anything. ever assembled and never played. There literally should be a movie. ESPN, if you're listening to this, let's let's get a let's get a movie in ten years, then on the on the on the Nets from like 2020 to 2022. Let's let's get those two years. Let's make a movie about the Nets. You don't even you can stretch it back to 2019 if you want to. When did Harden sign with the Nets? Was that 2019? Harden was traded to the Nets in the middle of 2020. Yeah, let's 2021 start there. actually 2020 2021. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. You know what else is crazy? Let's go. The Knicks giving up 145 points. I was going to say the Knicks giving up 145 points with the Thunder first. I don't Thunder are a good young levels. team. Thunder are a good young team. I tell you, they almost beat the Celtics uh, last night too. So the Thunder. They don't give up. What kind of Tom Thibodeau coach team gives 145 points? Yeah, I mean, and then they score 85 and give up 145. The Knicks are a little bit of a mess right now. Uh, they're in Utah tonight, I believe, to take on the Jazz. So that will be another yeah. tough game for the Knicks. Probably another loss. They'll move to three games Denver. under five hundred, and then they got Denver. Denver, after that. Denver, Golden State, Phoenix. I'm coming there. Oh, the Knicks are a mess. I don't even think they win one of those games. Hey, at least Cam Reddish was playing all right. <laughs> RJ Barrett needs to step up, man. Holy crap! Yeah. At least Julius is playing well, but that's like that's just a whole bucket of nothing. Getting that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Pathetic. And let's move on from the next. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the Devils. Let's talk about Jesper Bratt, Nico Heshire, Jack Hughes, the young guns. The young guns getting it done for the boys. Getting it done for the Devils. They actually have some decent goaltending play. And they're 12 and 3. They're at Montreal tonight to take on the Canadians. And I mean, some wins have been big, some wins haven't looked uh so so great, haven't been pretty, but the Devils have been getting the job done. Uh they've kind of had a little bit of an easier stretch, a couple couple easier games. I was about to say, Zach, be very honest with me. Hey, they've beaten up on the teams, what they've team? beaten up on bad teams, which is what they need to do. That okay. I'm gonna well they beat Colorado. I'll give you that. They beat Colorado. I mean the Flames twice, the Senators and the Coyotes. <laughs> okay. Not too much to brag about, but All I right. mean Can I I'll start this off back. I will fill your devil's Nico is looking so good. Right Nico is playing excellent hockey right now. I'll I'll fill Big your game one of the other night. for a quick second. All right. All right. I'll fill your devil's glorified ego right now. And I'll say one thing. I was wrong. 
you were you were like, oh, they need a coaching change after two games. After they start 0 2, you're ready to clean house. You're ready to clean house after two losses. I was ready for them to get a new coach to build up this young improvements on this roster. Very young roster. But go on. But I've never seen, I'll say this I've never seen a coach go from on the hot seat to coach of the year. From zero to hero. Yeah, literally. Over the course I'm, of winning streak, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feel humbled like those devil fans that were in Prudential Center the other night chanting "Sorry, Lindy." I think we now, all need to apologize to Lindy because we've been all pretty critical of him. Uh, last season's first season as head coach, or was that his second no, season? No, 2021. Yeah, okay, yep. The 2021 COVID year was his first season. This is his third year. And if I remember, Devils. I think the Devils, if I'm mistaken, had more players out with COVID than almost any other team. And no, that's the that's the Islanders. The Devils got Devils got a pretty bad. Times worse than the Devils. Did no. they? I mean, maybe I'm maybe, going to stop that now. Maybe I'm, I'm going to stop you right? your tracks. I I, I want to count. We we got to look up a count, Nick. Uh, we're not. Day. The Islanders had like eight healthy players play against the Rangers actually, in November. Actually, last year. I'm I'm thinking of it now. Yes, the Islanders did get it pretty bad. The Islanders had a rough last year too with the new stadium and starting the season with like ten games on the road, and then having COVID when they finally got home. Yeah. But look, we'll bring in the Islanders, Zach. I want you to get your little Devils time because you're actually playing good for once. Hey, I mean it's been a good team effort. The young guns again it done. Uh, Nico leading the way with eight goals. Jasper. Playing great, good defensive play. Siegenthaler's played great for them. I mean, Dougie's played well. Dougie's been Dougie's been healthy, which is good. He missed a lot. Of, I think it was a jaw injury last year that kept him out a little bit of time. Uh, Miles Wood's been on the ice for us. I mean, they've been healthy for the most part. I mean, we had the Blackwood injury, uh, the MCL sprain, but I mean, for the most part, it's all been positive for the Devils and. As a Devils fan, it's been since Taylor Hall had his MVP season that we could say that. But I think this team's built top to bottom as good as it's been in the last six, seven years. I'm, I'm going to say this, Zach. The Devils are in a very healthy position to have a top four seed at home ice in the first round of playoffs. Which right is incredible. <laughs> I would have I thought that, honestly. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the division standings right now. So the Devils are the top team in the Metro. That's not counting that they play two less games than the Islanders, the Rangers, the Capitals. One less game than the Hurricanes, that they're three points up on. And they played the same amount of games as the Flyers and the Penguins. And they played one more game than the Blue Jackets. They only have nine points. So they're comfortably ahead of the Blue Jackets. The Devils are in a very good spot and very much are putting themselves in a position to control their own destiny. Now, 100%. look at the look at the Bruins right I'll, now, fourteen and two, twenty-eight points. Yeah, po- the Bruins are the only team that you're not catching. Now, I'll say this: I think the Devils have a good regular season team right now, but you know what? You get into that playoffs, Zach, you need a goaltender. 
And I think the Devils are getting good enough goaltending that's going to get them into the playoffs and get them probably a home ice in the first rounds. I just don't know when you face the Sorokins, the Shesterkins, the Swaymans of the world in the Eastern Conference, uh, of the Eastern Conference playoffs, the Vasilevskis. I'm not even going that far into the uh, opposite uh, side of the Eastern Conference here. I don't know how long the Devils could really truly last. That's a question. Mark, they're, getting, sure. they're getting, they gotta make a, sh- I don't know if there's going to be a good goaltender available at the trade deadline, but they gotta maybe make a move there. They're getting what they needed because really, like I said, the devils, I mean, we they have two about, serviceable yeah. goalies, two very serviceable and that's all they goalies needed to be a playoff team. But you need an elite goaltender to take that next step. I think they got the roster around them. It's just that goaltender that I think I'm concerned about. Now, Vanacek hasn't played that. Six and one. He's played pretty good one hockey. One shutout. One shutout. 2.3 goals a lot average, but only a save percentage of 90%. I mean, when, I mean, a few years ago, I think we both expected Blackwood to be the devil's future, right? But he's had injuries. Uh, we did the whole drama with the COVID vaccine. I mean, it's just. He hasn't turned out quite the way you wanted him to be. I don't even know if he's going to be that elite goalie for the I'll, Devils ever. I'll say this, Zach. The Devils are an all-star goalie away from being a Stanley Cup contender. They have youth. They have good skaters. I mean, Nico's good playing scores. great. Jasper's playing great. Jack Hughes. We all know, we all know Jack Hughes is super talented. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, big offseason signing two years ago. Uh, well, before last season, big offseason signing. They have the pieces. They have the pieces. They have the d- defense. I mean, yeah, you're. I. I. I don't. I think everyone can be in agreement that the Devils are a goalie away. Yeah. From uh, from from really pushing it, from being competing with Boston, competing with the Rangers. I mean, they're heck. They're ahead of the Rangers right now by five points already. It's still very early and in the season. Two games but, in hands. Yeah. Two but, games in hands. Heck, the Devils can compete with anyone right now, and feels good. It's been a while, especially after last season. Got to taste the last season out of our mouth. Now, now we'll bring it up too because we're gonna have to talk about all three teams here. Um, we'll talk about now the second best team in hockey, uh, in New York hockey right now. Now, unfortunately, that humbles me to also say that as well. But New York Islanders are right there as well, and yeah, this one really shouldn't be a surprise to people. The roster and the only major change they made was the coaching staff with uh, firing Barry Trotz. But they brought in his predecessor, basically, to take over the reins in Long Island. Devils and Rangers are the top two. Devils and Islanders are the top two teams in the uh, Metropolitan Division right now. And look, this is really the same Islander team that you've seen the last few years that went to two Eastern Conference Finals. But one big thing is now they have probably, in my opinion, He's going to probably win the Vesna at the end of the year. Be in contention with the Vesna is uh, Sorokin. He's one of the best goaltenders in the league. And Islanders have elite goaltending. They're scoring, which is something I didn't really see from their team the last few years. The Islanders are legit, too, and they're an experienced team. They're going to be a threat, I think, in the playoffs. And they're heading, holding a very steady playoff spot like the uh, Devils are. They're not as great a position as the Devils are, but the Islanders are going to be a tough team to beat and yeah, I'll bring in I said it with the Devils it's a, because of the goaltending and 
Well, they have two good Sorokin and Verlamov are are Verlamov is. I was about to say that too. Verlamov is. Verlamov was a probably a top ten goaltender when the Islanders went to the conference finals two years in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. I was about to point that out too. I mean, going into last season, we were all saying the Islanders were Stanley Cup contender. So this really doesn't surprise me that much that they're having early season success. Uh, Two great goalies and Sorokin's now. Become even better goaltender than what Barlamov was. So they have two really good goaltenders in that, an elite goaltender and a really good goaltender in that every night. So they're going to be tough to beat and they're going to be a problem the next, uh, this season. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think, uh, which really, it's not a big surprise to me. I mean, we all know the talent on this Islanders roster heading into the season. So that being now, lastly, the Metropolitan. Is not not as I guess I humbly admit the third best team, first of the three teams right now in New York metropolitan area. Yes, but New York Rangers. I think as a Ranger fan, you still have hope, right? I mean, oh, I'm not worried yeah, about. I, I, I wouldn't be too worried. We all know the talent on this playoffs. roster. We all know the talent. They're too talented not to make the playoffs. Honestly. I'm not worried about them making the playoffs. It's a long regular season. By the end of the they, season, all things will even out. If so. you actually look at the numbers and the stats, they're playing really well. They just found ways to lose a lot of these games. Like, I don't know how many of you watched the game against the Predators the other day. They lost 2-1 to the Predators, Zach. What do you think they outshot the Predators by? Is it double digits? Over 10? 12? Oh, well over 10. 20? They outshot the Predators. I'll get the stats. I just need to get it exactly. They outshot the Predators 35 to 18, and they lost 2 to 1. That's hockey, man. It's all. It, sometimes the puck bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't. They they played the Islanders. They're up two games in a row that's happened, too. They're up 3 1 on the Islanders going into the third period. Two goals in the third to win that game. They're up three one against Detroit, and they lost that game. They played well, but they found ways to lose games that they put themselves in plenty good position to win. That's the opposite. They lost a lot of games that they should have won. That's the opposite of the Devils. The Devils a lot of close games, and they just had they put the puck in the net at the right time and won a lot of close games. I mean, that's what you've got to do sometimes, right? Especially when it comes crunch time, playoff time. But I mean, the Rangers. Yeah. Too talented, Panarin, Zabanajet, Lindgren, Fox. I mean, they, you know, the, the biggest issue has been there's been two big numbers that have caused the Rangers not the downfall, but just probably not play as well as they did last year so far. It's Shosturkin's been good, but hasn't been elite like he was last year. He's been solid, probably above average goaltender. I mean, you still take him as one of the here. best goalies in the NHL. I'd still put him in that category. Yeah. But, okay, his save percentage isn't where it was at this point last year. He's probably around like 92, 93. He's at about 90 and 91. The Rangers' shooting percentage is also completely down. The Rangers have one of the lowest shooting percentages in hockey in the league. They cannot hit the back of that goddamn net for the life of them right now. They're getting prime scoring chances and not capitalizing. They need to, if the Rangers learn to finish a lot of these games, a lot of these scoring chances, they're going to bounce right back into the. Well, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. They're going to bounce right back into the hunt of a Stanley Cup contending team. 
But, Zach, I think New York uh, Metropolitan playoff hockey is going to be really fun this uh We're going to get three teams in this, this year. Summer. Obviously, it's a long see. way to go. We'll probably have three teams in this year and a couple that uh will compete. Hey, Murray, then we'll get a basketball team in? Week, Zach. You think we'll get a, uh, a New York basketball team in the playoffs? The Nets will get in, but they'll be like the exact way that they lost last year. They'll get eliminated in the first rounds, probably in like five games. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Uh, big game, big NFL games this weekend. Giants at home against the Lions. Jets. Jets have a huge game this weekend going to England. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Knicks are about to go on a huge losing streak against Knicks. the on the West Coast. And let's see if the Devils can make it ten straight. Yeah. Rangers got a huge, huge road trip out west. Games against the Kraken. Games against the Kings. San Jose. They gotta get them. Anaheim. They gotta get a good chunk of these games out before coming home to play Edmonton, and then when we go visit the Gardens Act for Devils Rangers. Yeah, should be an, should be an interesting one. Got a lot of ball and a lot of puck left to play this season. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening, and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok if you're not following us already. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always. Um... Playoffs are going to be fun in a couple weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go Devils.